0: hi there fair enough we are with fair enough one of calgary's iconic drag queens and dance uh, instructors so we just want to chat and Have him share more about where he came from and his passion for dance and how he's inspiring so many with his sold-out shows. And recently he just played Cowboys and performed, and it was amazing. And our uh, photographer uh, experimental experience shot him, and you'll get to see those photos on the website. So hello, hello. Hello. So we just want to dive right in with uh, 10 questions for our audience. So uh, when was your first experience getting into the arts of dance?
1: Uh, I was about eight years old. Um, I started out as a singer, actually, and I was uh, performing with a local group here in the city called The Young Canadians. Um, And from there, I fell in love with... uh, Performing on stage, the, the, the stage that we perform on is at the grandstand at the rodeo, and it's huge. There's about 1,500 people in the audience, which is uh, a room more, and it's a, it's a beautiful experience. From there, I fell in love with the idea of movement, and I moved into competitive dancing, where I trained for um, 14 years at the same studio under the same director, and I have never left it since. It's been the, the biggest
0: wow that's commitment you know when somebody's been at something for a very long time that you can trust their advice from uh, their experiences so that's great um have you always felt that dance was your path in life
1: uh yes uh again like I started with, with my studio I began teaching my own classes very young and uh it's it's community you often uh train underneath an existing teacher to become a dance teacher it's, it's like a mentorship program as there's a lot of there, there's certifications out there but you don't need to be, have a specific certification to teach so i was teaching with my studio owner from the age of 13 and at the age of 15 i took over an entire night of classes um and taught them right through until i graduated and it's been um one of my favorite things to do always, it's a uh, being a, a kid that had a lot of um, trouble with, uh, I'm a high-spectrum ADHD child, I had a lot of energy and nowhere to expel it, and dance actually helped me wrangle in that energy and use it in a format that was...
0: inspiring I know a lot of uh, people go through that and they don't talk about it very often so it's it's very cool that you're somebody that likes to share the nitty-gritty and and what's made you where you're where you are now so that's in itself very inspiring when I first heard about you I thought that immediately I was like oh wow I wonder if he'd actually want to share this so that's wonderful that you are
1: sharing it is that the experiences in our lives, it, it, when unshared, we hold on to them in a manner that may be negative or, or detrimental to our mental health further in life. Um, now, as a teacher, I see kids regularly that, that have the same characteristics that I had as a kid. And I work very well with them because I understand how they're thinking and how their brains work a little bit more than someone who may not have had the same experiences as me. So I, I use it now as a tool and I discuss it openly because if, if it's not an open discussion, then it didn't really happen in the context that other people may need to learn
0: about. Yes, that's so cool. So diving into your performance um, as uh, Fair Enough. We would love to know all about that. How did you even get introduced into performing?
1: the show and the queens would get the night off so when we were setting up this show the house queen turns to me and she of so what are the two numbers that you're doing and I just like turned and looked at her I was like I was told we were only doing one number and she goes well we got to get you used to it somehow and that was the birth of pheromone my original drag character I, I started with a different name oh, okay back then like 13 years ago and after that, I was, within the first two months after that show, I was in a regular rotation as one of uh, a regular guest, and I was in at least once a month doing the shows and something for girls that, that couldn't make the show if they were already booked, and, and it, it, it started to build momentum from there.
0: Wow. So it you kind of were just thrown and asked to do it, actually, with what you had already been building with your dance, so it's all incorporated. Okay, I see how that worked.
1: Being, being, um, being on the stage wasn't something I was shocked or um So from, so it was, it was something that was very natural for me.
0: Okay. Well, what are some of the things that you have to even do to prepare for a show? The makeup, the costuming, the marketing. Like, who supports you through it? Like, how does that all work? Uh,
1: I have, uh, it, sounds, it sounds so cliche, but there's like a team of people that I work with on a regular basis that have helped me get to where I am. Um, I'm one of three people that runs a company here in Calgary called Amp Accessories, which is a jewelry, a drag jewelry company we make, costume jewelry for Um The owner who I met was actually we started drag at the same time at that show um, and our third Make it time your and make, make it yourself. Yeah, that's the that's the side of it that I like a lot. Now for makeup, <laughs> that's been a journey. I actually recently changed the map of my face, um, not even eight months ago now, and it's 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 constantly evolving, constantly changing. The products and the beauty world is so large right now, and there's there's such a heavy uh, focus on the idea of drag in pop culture so you're seeing it more prevalent on instagram and the makeup artists are, are channeling looks that drag queens have done for years as a staple at their like go-to looks now so trying to step away from that mold and create a face online that's different from me as a boy i won't be recognized out of drag. it's, it's a goal and of course the products like I'm, I, I have an obsession with Jeffree Star. His makeup is some of my favorite, if not my favorite for sure. And I, I really enjoy the, the sit down. I do take three hours to paint my face, approximately.
0: So do most women. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yep. So yep, yeah. We all pretend that we it doesn't take that much. Yeah, it does.
1: I rolled out of bed like this, right?
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That's very cool that you uh, learn it all yourself almost. And then you created your character just. Is it a little bit from who you are to who you would be if you were were an actual woman or or how does it work with building your character?
1: Okay. Sarah is definitely now... Uh, she's a socialite. She's a celebrity. She likes to be... She likes the attention on her. Um, Steven, on the other hand, is is more about putting the attention on other people. He always wants to make sure that everyone around him is okay and safe and happy. And I emulate that a lot with Sarah. but she definitely is... It's about her. She, she wants to be known. She wants to be liked. She wants to be loved. She wants to be entertained. If, if I'm not making someone... Laugh that I'm not doing my job. If I'm not making someone smile, then I'm not doing my job. Mm. And it's been a it's been an uphill battle to find that like nice mixture of, of camp and and pop culture to keep uh, like talking prevalent. I'm I'm it sounds so cliche, but I'm aging in the world of pop culture. Yeah. I'm having to pay attention to what the younger hipper kids are doing. They, to to keep on top of it all, and it's, Sarah's character is definitely someone of a a high stature in her, at least her own mind.
0: And you were chatting a little bit before about how the younger community is, it's overwhelmingly uh, watching you, and they're reaching out, and that you really feel like you're somebody that they can look up to and you have to watch yourself with what you're doing because you're the one giving advice to these to the young kids what do you think about all that So you're really breaking down the stigma of what people feel about it because when people see that, know the person behind an artist and they hear about them and they see them more, that's in itself breaks down the wall. When nobody wants to be public about anything, that's where the not people feeling like not sure about what they think about it and, and having that stigma comes about. So what you do with making it so big in Calgary, which is, um, I've, to be honest, I've never seen the scene that big until I saw you. So that's why we reached out to you. Cause I said, Oh my goodness, there is a community that loves it. Cause I didn't quite, I haven't been into it yet, but I have seen drag shows And actually, you know, if you really think about it, back in the day with acting, in Shakespearean time, they would always use men to play women.
1: Yeah, that's where the term drag came from. Is it? Okay. After the character's name, it would have D-R-A-G, dressed as girl
0: is that what that means oh that's wow well, that's awesome from,
1: was from shakespearean because it was it was deemed illegal and respectful to have a woman have a woman on stage uh, in the the basis of, of early roman theater so all the roles were played by men and they would drag was based on the idea of these these men playing women and they would generally cast the younger um the younger men uh anywhere between the ages of like 15 and 20 that were taller in stature. Voices may not have reached the full um, deep level.
0: a strong story and that you're living that path and you're quite famous now from all the shows you've been putting on that have just skyrocketed when you were at Cowboys what was it like a week two weeks ago Um, yeah there was so like the pictures that came out I was like this looks amazing I didn't even realize that you I thought fair enough 100% hundred percent was a woman when I first saw the pictures I did, I did it took me a few minutes to to realize oh right because we work with Jordan gooden and when we saw these pictures like we love all his work and the pictures of you are flawless
1: so you do some, yeah, amazing work a visionary
0: camera, oh he what, is the best
1: he can emulate the camera is so incredibly I worked with him in the past and I've known him for a very long time and when he gave me the call to come do the shoot I was ecstatic and I went home and I like cleaned everything, polished every stone, <laughs> fixed all my wigs, like spent like four hours painting my face to make sure that it was as flawless well as possibly possible because I know even though if if
0: You know what I really like? I'm looking at the picture that's fairly close up, and you have your two hands kind of like one on your head and one on your your face a bit, and it's just like Marilyn Monroe, her style, like, oh, my God. But it's not. I can see you're not copying anybody, but it's just gorgeous, and it's close up, and the makeup looks amazing. Like, you did a great job. I think you're Thank flawless. You. Yeah. So also I want to ask, kind of getting deep into it, but some of the changes in the LGBTQT community that uh, you feel you'd like to help inspire change with where you feel it needs. Do you want to chat about that?
1: Side, or even in large industries in Alberta.
0: say for people who don't know that huh That in any culture or any sexuality, when there's somebody that's successful at what they're doing, no matter what people feel about it, that in itself makes people realize hey, this what they're doing is impacting the world. And when you are a part of something bigger than just yourself, I feel people open up and they realize oh there's no need to to worry about it everybody is is their own and i feel like that's what the world needs to come to these days is instead of the judgment and separation inclusion is the answer and yeah. and just not worrying about what other people uh what their beliefs are and accepting and and being kind because we're all just people <laughs> so that's yeah
1: and, yeah. Like, imagine a world where uh, a kid doesn't have to hide who they are and who they like um, in in fear of persecution, whether it be from classmates, whether it be from a teacher or a principal, whether it be from the person that they're interested in. Like, just because uh, a a boy may have a crush on another boy, that other boy shouldn't look down on them for that. Like, the basis of human yeah. attraction is chemical and physical. It's not anything more than like no one. Just because I find that man attractive and he happens to be heterosexual doesn't mean that my goal in life is to change and alter that person to be who I want him to be it's and it's Hmm. where where we get like that that um the flip-flop on that is like men who look at a woman that they find attractive and if she's not interested all of a sudden she ends up being the bad guy
0: yeah oh yeah so it's the same thing yep I hear you Ooh, that's a very good comparison.
1: Like it's, I, 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 I want everyone to feel respected and I want everyone to respect others. That's the, the the, name of the game. So when it comes to sharing that and letting everyone know, I can tell someone that they're attractive. What's funny is that as as a male, as as, a, as a, a, a cis homosexual male, I can't walk up to a guy and say that he's attractive. As drag and at a, oh. um, a a higher street numbered crowd, like at Cowboys, if I tell a guy he's attractive, he's less threatened by it. Even though I'm the exact same makeup inside, I am the same I, It's the a situation,
0: guy. eh? still needing to make that change and I feel that you're doing that just by doing this interview by being who you are by performing you are breaking down those stigmas me into this oh
1: and having me do this is, is, is what's that like it?
0: for you does it it's, feel weird at all <laughs> <laughs> um it does actually I've yeah. that up
1: so I've been working for eight years. We brought in drag shows eight years ago for the first time. Our small first audience was very small. It wasn't in a uh, fully positive light, and Ooh. we haven't stopped. And the, the Scarlet Lee, the vice president of Patalent Entertainment, uh, she has been the biggest support. Um, she calls me and goes, "This is going on. How can I help?" Uh, If you go to the Cowboys tent uh, at Stampede, you will see Pride flag posted next to the Canadian flag um, at the back of the tent, and she put that up because of... what needs to be changed yeah
0: is the marketing marketing even and the inclusion of of that I didn't you know what I don't think people realize what you just said made a heck of a lot of sense that you guys feel marginalized and not a that you don't want to go to out to venues because you don't feel like that's the place for you and that's that's terrible in this day feel and era right now, safe. you guys feel that way? That You're right. There does need it's, to be a huge stigma breakdown globally because that's not okay at, at this time of life anymore, hey? Wow. I feel for you. Say, like,
1: and to say that, like that's, 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 that's very true. And I was guilty of it in my younger years being like, ugh, I don't want to go there. That's a the straight part. Or like going there and having to change how I walk, order drinks, order a different thing. Or dress differently or do my hair differently. Um, in fear of not being received in a manner in which that I would have liked.
0: Yeah, and that is so. I feel bad for you for that, you know? But that it doesn't need to be that way. And it's a I get. G- and how is it that inside when you feel like you've been like persecuted like that, what do you do? How do you? Feel better about it. How do you pick yourself up again? Is it dance that did that for you?
1: A lot of it, actually, it was was dance and and um, finding other ways to express myself. Now it's more so in my in my choreography. Mm-hmm. So I um I I use my choreography for the competitive students as an outlet to build awareness. Actually, this year my focus I actually had three numbers this year based on mental health issues and depression and anxiety and how to um, rectify those uh, through of love is love is love is love is love. Uh, Lynn Manuel said it best at the Tonys. So it was. It was. It's one of those sayings that like has been a back pocket for me. is because love is love is love is love is love. Is love. And, and when once we forget about love and we start focusing on hate, then things turn. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're all about promoting love. I love that about you. <laughs> so one one last thing. Um, is what are some advice that you could give to the people that are going through mental health issues to get themselves out of that, uh, that depression and like literally what they could do to get out of it? Is there any advice?
1: recently in, in society painted it as, as... don't right. be afraid to share your feelings don't be afraid to seek help living in fear will never get you anywhere and it's being fearless is is the hardest yet most rewarding thing someone can do for them.
0: that's amazing fair enough thank you so much for being so open and uh sharing with us your experiences and uh People, they need to check out your show at Cowboys in Calgary. And I know that you teach across Canada, and you're only going to be performing more and more. So people will be hearing more about you uh, this year. I know they will. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having
1: Bye. All right. Take care. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye.